Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Former President Donald Trump's legal team celebrating a victory after a federal judge in South Florida preliminarily agreed to appoint a special master, a third-party neutral arbiter, to look at evidence taken from Mar-a-Lago three weeks ago today. But just hours ago, the Justice Department filed a motion and announced a team already and independently reviewed the evidence from Mar-a-Lago and found a limited set of materials that potentially contain attorney-client privileged information. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, there'll be riots in the street. That got a lot of attention yesterday. Senator Lindsey Graham saying there will be riots in the street if they prosecute Trump for this. He's probably right. I was taken as a threat by uh, people on the left. I think it's just observing what will happen. Uh, But... Yeah, I'm not sure it, it does America any good to have a sitting senator no. say that without no. some sort of caveat about it. Lord knows it shouldn't, and let's not have any violence. Yeah. But no, it wasn't a threat. It was no. an observation. A U.S. senator absolutely should say, and that would be wrong. The way to handle this is at the ballot box. Get out and vote. You know, that sort of thing. Right. Um, I would say, before we move on to a different angle, this is from The Hill which is a left-leaning publication about uh, your politics in Washington, D.C., but it's an opinion piece that they often have from people who lean right. Unsealed Mar-a-Lago search warrant affidavit reveals the government has no case against Trump. 
And that's from a guy I don't know, Kevin Brock, former assistant director of intelligence for the FBI. Okay, so I haven't read that yet. That's a pretty high post. Yeah, it absolutely is. So you got that story going on, obviously. But you also have this story going on. The whole Hunter Biden laptop thingy. Which, now to me, the story has become, because Hunter Biden is what Hunter Biden is. So, the well, there's two stories. There's still the... Uh, is dad corrupt? That that's still out there, but this this story has had legs now for uh, several days. Did the FBI help the media along with the suppressing of the Hunter Biden laptop story? So Mark Zuckerberg. Well, I'll read the from Miranda Devine's piece in the New York Post. The New York Post is got a burr in their saddle about this story, obviously, because they're the ones that broke it. And Twitter and Facebook, for instance, wouldn't allow anybody to retweet it or post it on Facebook. Well, they suspended the New York Post until they retracted that story. And and the Post said, we're not retracting the damn story. It's accurate. And it has turned out to be true. It was Hunter Biden's laptop, and the stuff in there Mm -hmm. is is not Russian disinformation. This is what Miranda Devine writes in the New York Post today. In his eagerness to ingratiate himself with mega-podcaster Joe Rogan... Facebook boss Mark Zuckerberg inadvertently revealed that the FBI had been more explicit than previously known in its private warning about Russian disinformation shortly before the New York Post published the Hunter Biden laptop story right before the 2020 election. While Facebook won't say exactly what the FBI told him, it has told the Post, Facebook has told the Post, that Hunter Biden was not mentioned. But it refuses to rule out whether Joe Biden or Ukraine were raised in the FBI's defensive briefing to Facebook weeks before uh, October 14th, the publication of the story in the uh, in the post at that time. Basically, the background here is the FBI basically came to us, some folks on our team and was like, hey, just so you know, you should be on high alert, said Zuckerberg to Joe Rogan. We thought there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on we have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump that's similar to that. So be vigilant. When Joe Rogan asked if the FBI had told Facebook to be on guard specifically for the Hunter Biden laptop story, Zuckerberg claimed rather unconvincingly, according to the Post, that he did not remember specifically, but it basically fit the pattern. In response to questions from the Post last week, Facebook refused to give the date the FBI private briefing took place. And then the New York Post lays out the timeline, and it sure seems awful hard to imagine to me that the FBI wasn't specifically aware because they were looking at uh, Rudy Giuliani's information and he had information about this. Remember, he's tied into the laptop. It's one of the reasons that oh, made the laptop. That's right. That's one of the reasons that made the laptop story so sketchy is that Rudy Giuliani was involved. If he hadn't been involved, it would have helped, you know, the cause. Which my cause is really just knowing what's actually going on. But um uh, the F- the it seems to be that the FBI knew exactly what was going on. The Hunter laptop story, because remember the guy took it to the FBI, the repairman took it to the FBI. They knew what the laptop was. They knew what was on it. I think they knew it wasn't Russian disinformation. They knew that story was going to broke break, and they went to the biggest social media outlets out there and right before they knew and they knew the story was going to break soon. Right before it broke, they said, "I'll be on the lookout for these kinds of stories." 
Right. If I might uh, connect one more dot, there's a story that's getting some heat in conservative circles this week. Uh, a geek whose name I don't recall, who is one of those 50 intelligence gods, experienced intelligence professionals who signed that letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop has all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Well, he's just appointed to part of uh, Joe Biden's uh, elite uh, intelligence team. And the fact that he... Mm, I'll, I'll be charitable for a moment. Got that so completely wrong. I mean, you'd think how elite a counterintelligence guy is here, an intelligence guy. But anyway, I, I believe that all those people were, were lying at the time. So just to connect the dots, this laptop is known, but is yet unreported, or at least barely reported. The FBI comes to the major media and the major social media and says, hey, there are going to be big Russian disinformation drops any second now. The Hunter Biden laptop appears and ready to roll are dozens of the top level intelligence officials of recent years in the United States who all sign on to a letter saying, yes, this bears all the earmarks of, in other words, this Mm. looks a hell of a lot like Russia. They didn't declare that it was. They just said, this is exactly the sort of thing somebody might mean when they're talking about Russian disinformation, this laptop taking or uh, taking no chance that uh, Zuckerberg at all would would forget their briefing and go ahead and and write about the laptop. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Here comes some Russian disinformation. Hey, excuse me. This story looks a lot like what you were just told about. All right? It's not that hard to figure out. So a little more from the Post here, talking about the briefing that the FBI did with Facebook and Twitter. And as Joe mentioned, it's, you know, because the New York, the Washington Post didn't run the story, neither the New York Times or NBC News, none of your major outlets did. Um, but I think they were mostly probably worried about the, the, the social media because things fly around so fast on the social media. But mm-hmm. it worked for everybody. Here's from the New York Post. Whatever was said from the FBI to the social media outlets, the briefing must have been specific enough for Facebook to recognize immediately that our story was exactly what the FBI was warning about and move at record speed to throttle it. At 11.10 a.m. the morning the story went live, Democratic operative Andy Stone, Facebook's communication manager, issued a statement on Twitter announcing we are reducing its distribution on our platform while the story is fact-checked by Facebook's third-party fact-checking partners. All morning, the bombshell story had been the subject of frenetic commentary from journalists on Twitter, but Stone's announcement killed it stone dead. Twitter followed Facebook's lead and locked the Post's account for two weeks. Mission accomplished. Polls showed that the outcome of the election may have been different if the story had not been censored. Well, no, never know the answer to that, but as I always point out, you don't know what other strings would have gotten pulled if the story had gone live everywhere and everybody had taken it seriously. It wouldn't have been the end of it. There would have been other, there would have been people come out. Oh yeah, I had a meeting once, or the you know if, if if any of these other outlets, investigative teams looked into it more. So we'll never know the answer to that. But I'll go to my grave, which could be this weekend. The way I'm eating, um, I'll, which is, and this is also overly dramatic. What's with the, I'll go to my grave. I'll always believe that the Facebook that the that the FBI absolutely specifically. Wanted to make sure that this story didn't get out, even though they knew it was true. 
just because they wanted to stop Donald Trump from getting elected. It's exactly what Bill Maher was talking about the other day. It's what um, uh, Sam Harris was talking about. They all recognize it. These are liberals recognizing for what it was. And Sam Sam Harris basically saying, but it's justified. Trump was that bad. Trump was so scary and was going to ruin America so bad. Yeah, yeah, the FBI, the media, they all overstepped the bounds, but this it was okay in this instance. Which is uh, right. point, you know, that's a tough road to go down. But so they're not even denying that that there was a conspiracy between the government and the media to suppress a story to help one political candidate. Yeah, you know, especially because it's increasingly clear what happened, I would appreciate it. And I'm putting on my uh, my uh, patriot hat here, not my partisan hat, but my patriotic American hat. If you believed so firmly that because, you know, Trump, quote unquote, tried to overturn the election, false electors, uh, he, he kept classified documents too much. He's irresponsible, et cetera. You know, he hung around with the uh, Rudy Giuliani and General Flynn and that wackadoo lawyer too much. He's dangerous. He's dangerous to the country, and we can't let him get reelected again. Say that openly. Say, here's what I did. Here's why I did it. May history be my judge. Oh, that'd be How good. about a little more George Washington and a little less, you know. James Comey. James. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was good. Thank that you. was good. When the show actually airs, I'll just say James Comey and not stumble and fumble. But yeah, if you believe that, and you believe that, that be so firmly as to step that far outside of anybody's reasonable expectations of of your ethical behavior, say it. Well, that's an excellent point. I wish that happened more often on a whole bunch of different topics, where somebody would just come out and you know, Zuckerberg, Washington Post, you know, former CIA director, whoever. That'd be awesome if they said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was important enough to stop Donald Trump, and uh, I'm willing to debate people on that topic. Yeah. Well, I think you got a couple of things at work. Number one, the Bill Clinton uh, principle of deny, deny, deny. As long as you have even implausible deniability, the full weight of what you've done won't come down on you. So just keep denying. And the second thing is uh, Mark Zuckerberg, though he is evil, is pretty smart. He's thinking, all right, this would cause an absolute caca storm. So why don't I wait till something else crazy happens in the world and everybody moves on and nobody cares about this story anymore? So people just figure, yeah, I'd kind of like to do the honorable thing, but there's no real need for it. I'm sorry, I'm a cynical. I'm not a cynical. I'm a realist. I think that's a realistic appraisal of what's going on. Yeah, that's something, though. That is that is a major thing that happened in this country. Speaking of realistic appraisals, last couple of nights I've spent way too much time watching that Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> Boy, you turn that thing on, you can't turn it off. Oh, the really? lady shows up, she's got the painting of a horse from the 1800s. You're wondering, is that worth 50 bucks or 50000 I don't know. you got to stay tuned. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, the small pleasures in life, isn't it? Much more on the way. Okay, Boomer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How come migrants are allowed to come into this country unvaccinated, but world-class tennis players are not? Are you you're talking about which world-class tennis player? Novak Djokovic. The visa records are confidential under U.S. law. 
therefore, the U.S. government cannot uh, discuss the details of individual visa cases uh, due to privacy reasons. What's that story about, Joe? Well, uh, we got this note from Julie. I think it, it explains it pretty well. Uh, I know she addresses me. Joe, I know you're more into golf, so let me uh, let me translate this for you. It's though it's as though Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus were contemporaries in their primes, battling it out neck and neck for the greatest of all time, and the UK wouldn't allow one of them into the country to play the British Open. It's in men's tennis. Uh, Rafael Nadal currently twenty-two Grand Slam titles. Novak Djokovic has twenty-one, but because Djokovic doesn't want to get the COVID vaccine. And the U.S. won't allow unvaccinated non-citizens to enter the country. They barred him from the U.S. Open. And she points out, which would be stupid enough based on the fact that the new variants are spreading across the vaxxed just as readily as the unvaxxed. But we're banning one of the top athletes in the world whilst letting millions of people cross our southern border with no ID, no vax status, no nothing. Not to mention the fact that he's one of the healthiest human beings on the planet. It's completely arbitrary and idiotic. That is idiotic. That is absolutely moronic. And you heard Peter Ducey of Fox there ask the uh, woman who speaks for the White House. KJP. And, and she um, clearly was not up on the story. What what tennis player are we referring to? Which I thought was kind of funny. You didn't follow the news that day? That seems like what you do for a living. But Well, and there's more to that exchange than I should have asked for it. At one point, she says... Well, Peter, it's not like people are just walking across the border. Oh, yeah, right. And, he, and right. he said, wait a minute, that's exactly what's happening. Does she not watch the news? <laughs> She's just terrible at her job. She's a floundering representative of a floundering, indefensible administration in terms of uh, immigration, certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Especially at this point, keeping out the, 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 the tennis player because he wouldn't get vaxxed. The NFL is making mandatory that everybody's vaxxed, right? So it's still a, a the the defending league MVP, uh, Aaron Rodgers, still doesn't want to get vaxxed, and so it's still a story for the NFL. Well, yeah, I th- the, he has to do certain protocols or something. I, I haven't even followed it, but yeah, I know he's not. Speaking of COVID, I want to look into this story. I just came across the the headline. It's in the Financial Times today. Has COVID nineteen made us all sicker? There's already evidence to back up. Uh, one doctor's concerns, and there's a chart here, if there's a chart, it's got to be true, that coronavirus has left people susceptible to other conditions ranging from strokes to heart failures. And they've got a graph of how many more of everything has happened uh, through the whole COVID thing. They think it's damaged enough people's other parts of their bodies, you might not even know it yet, that we're all susceptible to all these other things. That's horrifying if it's true. Meanwhile, the COVID shutdown and the enormous damage it did, the dispatch has done some great, depressing, but great reporting on the damage we did to kids, including what appears to be a 77% spike in type 2 diabetes diagnosis over the previous two years average. That's for for uh, younger, that's for kids so is in that, particular. We, we did, did our kids just start eating more crap or exercising a lot less? Yeah, precisely. Sitting around the house, staring at screens, eating. That's rough. Skyrocketing obesity rates, depression rates, anxiety rates. But, you know, we've been over this before. If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab the podcast. It's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now, the Ukrainians have launched this counteroffensive now using air and ground assets, but above all, the new NATO supply technology, led by the United States, but by no means alone. Large numbers of allies of the Ukrainians are sending their most modern weapons, particularly artillery, uh, and that seems to be having an effect in this latest counteroffensive. The offensive may have begun. The Ukrainians trying to take back Kherson and other areas. Here's a little more on that. The UN inspection is set to start tomorrow, but it comes amid an intense battle to liberate occupied Kherson further south. Emboldened by the steady supply of Western military aid, Ukraine is holding nothing back. Artillery. They're hitting us with everything they've got. Tanks, aviation, artillery, shouts this Russian soldier. The much-talked-up counter-offensive has intensified. Yeah, well, it seems pretty clear it has begun. And uh, to me, the clear indication that the Ukrainian counteroffensive has begun, and they're taking Kherson, which, if you know, you haven't memorized all the stuff, and why would you, is the first big city that Russia took and the biggest city that they have taken in the entire war. And Ukraine is attempting to take it back. And President Zelensky's been making some really strong statements the last several days about we're not going to just get peace. We're going to get victory and you know, that sort of thing. We're yeah. going to take back all the land going back to 2014. I mean, he's making some really bold statements that I got to believe is backed up with a pretty serious plan uh, designed by us, most likely. 
Well, it's yeah, it is a serious plan, but it's not going to be a fast plan. My understanding is they're going to try to disrupt supply lines and make it impossible to resupply Kursan, uh, because the idea of going in there and doing street-to-street fighting, they'd lose way too many guys. So essentially, instead of sweeping across territory that they've lost and regaining it, they're just going to make it so expensive and painful to hold that the Russians eventually will lose interest. Uh, but again, that's a that, that yeah, takes yeah. a while to unfold. Yeah, and um, uh, last chance for a short war. I heard one general say, and another general say that if the Ukrainians are successful in this push, the Russians are going to have to some serious questions to answer about why they would want to continue. So I hope that's mm. what happens. Interesting article here. The Washington Post, Ukraine may be outgunned, but in the latest sign, it is not yet outfoxed. A fleet of decoys resembling advanced U.S. rocket systems has tricked Russian forces into wasting expensive long-range cruise missiles on dummy targets. The Ukrainian decoys are made out of wood, but can be indistinguishable from an artillery battery through the lens of Russian drones, which transmit their locations to naval cruise missile carriers in the Black Sea, uh, said a senior Ukrainian official. When UAVs see the battery it's like a vip target after a few weeks in the field the decoys drew at least 10 caliber cruise missiles an initial success that led ukraine to expand the production of the replicas for broader use um that's it's pretty interesting pretty clever yeah it's awesome you see you you trick russia into using one of their super expensive they ain't got a ton of them missiles it hits the the cardboard thing and then you go "Ah really loud and do it again. And what's even better is these HIMARS system, HIMARS systems uh, that the United States has sent them are super important. They've really blunted Russia's advance in the east and south. These are the artillery systems that can strike accurately from 50 miles away, which the Ukrainians have been begging for. So they've been laying waste to hundreds of high-value Russian targets like supply lines, arms depots, logistic, and support hubs. And obviously... Well, I can just quote this. Uh, old uh, Sergei Shoigu, the fat Russian defense minister, ordered his generals to prioritize the destruction of these long-range systems. They are the biggest threat to us. you got to go get them. And so they went and got them. But they blew up a bunch of Pinewood Derby artillery, as I phrased it before, uh, because a lot of them were decoys. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Love it. You suck. The pre- President Zelensky wouldn't just all of a sudden be making these really bold statements if if this wasn't it, right? The big push? It's got to be. Yeah, they want serious progress before the winter falls. What do you mean we don't have a 54? Oh, my eyesight's terrible. We have a 64. Yeah, the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the battle around the nuclear power plant continues. Here's the latest on that. The Zaporizhia nuclear power station is on the front line. It is being used as a firebase by the Russians. Both sides accuse each other of dangerous shelling in and around uh, the location. We don't have independent verification for who's doing the shelling, although locals have told us that it's the Russians. Uh, but the Russians claim that it's the Ukrainians. Nonetheless, it is on an active front line. It has six reactors. It's the biggest nuclear power station in Europe. And were there a disaster there, it could be matched something on the scale of Chernobyl. So that is why it matters. There you go. Chernobyl-size nuclear event. If that thing gets blowed up. Awesome. It's on an active front. Not good. How about that? 
Hadn't really thought about that, had we, world? Had we thought about that world? What if you end up with a war with one of these modern countries that has a modern nuclear power plant? We didn't think we'd have wars in these modern countries that have... Right, that have McDonald's and trade with each other and blah, 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 all those other cliches that were right until they were wrong. Right, exactly. You know, er, uh, back to the uh, the fake weaponry, I'd, I'd mentioned that uh, that's got a long tradition in war, mentioned World War II. We used a lot of that stuff to try to uh, fool the Germans into thinking we were going elsewhere uh, for D-Day. <laughs> uh, in, inflatable tanks and, and that sort of thing. It's called the uh, Nelson Munt strategy. <laughs> uh, and uh, our good friend Tim Sandifer points out via text, uh, George Washington used fake cannons made out of logs to fool the British. Right. They called them Quaker guns. Yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I just ran across account of, an account of that, and I forgot because I'm an idiot. Tim, as a non-idiot, remembered <laughs> and reminded us of that. So, yeah, it's got a long, long tradition in warfare. Hey, speaking of long traditions, uh, there's a long tradition in home security systems that they go in, they drill a bunch of holes in your house, they pay you, th- they charge you hundreds of dollars for the privilege of having the system installed, and then make you sign a three-year contract to protect your home and your family. Well, not with Simply Safe. You install it yourself. It's easy, and they help you if you need it. It's pretty quick, and there's no long-term contract nor installation charge. I don't know how many different people I've personally uh, heard from. Or, or stayed at their homes where they had the complicated thing on the wall, and they didn't use it because it's just so it's just too complicated. You want simple, like simply safe. You can actually use this system, and again, you're not locked into a multi-year contract. You set it up yourself, and it's about a dollar a day, and you got twenty-four-seven professional monitoring from all kinds of different simply safe agents to help you whenever you have an emergency in your home. And again, a dollar a day. Wow. What are you worried about? Burglary, uh, you know, robbery, home invasion, fire, medical emergency? Simply Safe lets you customize the perfect system for your home in minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Uh, did you see uh, the whole thing with Elon Musk's mom sleeping in his garage? Missed that. Missed that story. So the world's richest man doesn't really have a home anymore. So when his mom stays with him, she has to sleep in the garage of his uh, his little place. The homelessness crisis has gotten so terrible, even people with $70 billion can't afford their rent. $70 billion? $270 billion, maybe. Uh, Elon Musk joked that his Texas garage is a suitable place for his mom after she revealed the subpar sleeping arrangements whenever she visits the world's richest man. Hey, mom, sleep in the garage. Uh, the billionaire reacted to a story that came out over the weekend about his mom living in the garage. Yes, but I've done a lot with the place, he, t- he tweeted. But here's the part that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, he said, you can't have a fancy house near a rocket site, and that's where I spend all my time. His net worth currently, and it changes day to day, is about $230 billion. He revealed earlier this year that his primary residence is a rental property close to the SpaceX facility that's worth about $50,000. In April, he said he no longer owned a home and was sleeping in his friend's spare bedrooms when he travels. He said he was selling off his real estate portfolio, giving up all tangible assets to devote it, devote his life to the Mars to Earth project, or Earth to Mars project. Hmm. Oh, or was that a slip? Is that the truth? He's going to import Martians to invade us? 
I Steal our vital fluids. I, I like the fact that the world's richest man or woman, but it's always been a man, um, is generally somebody that's super interested in something and not just, you know, like lottery winners who end up at strip clubs with Bentleys, blow all their money and, and die of alcoholism. I mean, the, generally, whoever ends up the world's richest man is super like Bill Gates. You know, he's he's more interested in eliminating uh, malaria on the planet than he is in having a cool car. And Elon Musk seems to be the same. He doesn't he doesn't want to have the world's largest yacht like like uh, MBS in Saudi Arabia. He doesn't even want to have a house. He wants to figure out how to get mankind to Mars. Now, Bezos might be different in that he is, seems to be trying to challenge for the coolest yacht category. But yeah. yeah. That's the guy. Although in Bill Gates' defense, he did have a spectacular compound oh, yeah. in uh, Washington State. Oh yeah, but it would be very easy to just to, to live the life of pleasure. Yes, that's the one for me. <laughs> well, well, having having dabbled in that myself, it gets old pretty damn fast. You don't yeah, think it would, yeah, but no it okay. does really, really fast. Yeah, the whole life of purpose thing. Mm, mm, mm. So inconvenient if you don't have one. Mm-hmm. Causing other people pain, that's a purpose. <laughs> or Anno- an- annoying others? Annoyance. That's a purpose. Yeah, I would never want to hurt people. It's just not in me. But to annoy them constantly. <laughs> the, half the listeners are shouting, y'all ready do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, way, that's the way all our listeners talk. Speaking of uh, entertainment, did you hear that uh, Natalie Portman's making that uh, Apple TV show, Lady in the Lake, and they're filming on location in Baltimore, and the local drug dealers said, you give us $50,000 or we're going to come shoot up your set. Really? Yeah. So they're blackmailed out of there. Speaking of Apple TV, uh, which is one of the 379 different streaming services you have to uh, subscribe to these days, uh, their, their show... F- uh, for all mankind is almost exactly what we were talking about the other day. If China takes possession of the moon and shoots a ray gun at us, it's a reimagined history where Russia beats us to the moon and the space race gets crazy intense and militarized and stuff like that. Uh, and it's, I just watched one episode at the uh, suggestion of a good friend of mine and it's terrific. It's like a major motion picture quality cast and, and production values and the rest of it. It's pretty damn compelling. Cool. Cause that's going to happen. Just not with Russia, but with China. Yeah, this is a bit of a spoiler, but you probably figured out watching it anyway. The opening scene is the whole night of the moon landing. Except everybody's got this weird, sick look on their face. And you realize, yeah, that's because the Russians are landing and not us. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, again, this is going to happen, only it's going to be the Chinese. Well, no, it ain't. Not on my watch. The moon is ours. The moon is red, white, and blue. Stay off of our moon. Exactly. Uh, Survey of millennials. This is the dating, this is the (coughs) lifestyle habit. That is a deal breaker for dating for millennials. I have that coming up. It's kind of a deal breaker for me, too, if you believe in deal breakers. Uh, Among other things we've got to talk about, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. (laughs) 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I, Andrew Paul Daniel Ingstrom. I, Andrew Paul Daniel Ingstrom. Do take Melissa Renee Warren. Do take Melissa Renee Warren. To be my lawfully wedded wife. To be my lawfully... (laughs) And pancakey. I've been scared of this all my life. Just give her a second. (laughs) (laughs) I, Andrew Paul. (laughs) So what did he accidentally say? Waffle? My waffly (laughs) wedded life. Waffle. Then he he says, and pancakey. (laughs) And the bride cracks up. You know, I just found out I'm I'm uh, going to be asked to say a few words at my daughter's. Uh, I guess the reception. Oh boy, on Saturday. Yeah, so I'll have to throw something together. Ah, it's not an easy assignment. There's oh boy, where do you begin? Which which direction do you go? Little humor, little heartfelt, little both, probably. Yeah, you got to have the combo pack. Yeah, yeah, the combo pack. Advice? Going with advice? <sighs> Maybe. Yeah, probably. Don't That's eat a in, good idea. Don't eat in bed would be good advice. I'll get to that in here in just a second. Really? For what millennials want. Yes, as a couple. Mm. Just came across this. Uh, Chuck Todd may be no more at Meet the Press. 
Rumors are that uh, the sagging ratings are hurting him. But anyway, I somehow missed this. He's unwatchable. I think that's probably a factor. You know, I've been watching it lately. Yeah, I mean, well, he's, he's a, good he, for you. He's a, he, he's he's like all those other people. I mean, you know, he's a yeah. he's a lefty and presents everything from that point of view. That's like all those shows are. You have to get used to that if you're going to take in any mainstream media. Sure, yeah. but he's he's a likable enough guy. I don't loathe him like I do some of the people. Um, anyway, I'd forgotten that this happened. Todd was brutally roasted by Trevor Noah at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, which I didn't pay any attention to. How you doing? Trevor Noah said to Chuck Todd in the audience, I'd ask a follow-up, but you don't know what those are. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was necessary. Wow. Well, speaking of talking heads, I watched Jake Tapper. Is, uh, what's it, breaking news? What's the lead story of Jake Tapper? It's the best show on CNN, but he's been off, on and off, uh, and he was off yesterday. The show is terrible when he's not on. Mm. Their opening 20 minutes was like hashing over the Mar-a-Lago thing yep. yesterday. That's Ugh, right. Please. Most important thing in America. So 40% of millennials eat in bed, but also about 40% of millennials say they would stop dating someone just because of that habit. So you got to hope that 40% and the other 40% don't meet up. That's a deal breaker for about 40% of people. I got to say, huh. I don't like the eating in bed. I don't no. like that. I don't. I just uh, there's all kinds of things I don't like about it. But people who like eating in bed really like eating in bed. Like it's a, it's a very important part of the winding down of the day. Really? So yeah. Neither Judy nor I do it. I think I've probably eaten in bed four times in my life. I don't. I just to me. <laughs> to me, I've I've had this conversation before with people, but. To me, it's just, it's about as crazy as anything I can imagine. Taking some food with me to the bed, climbing into bed and eating. I mean, it just seems, it's just like insane to me. Well, I'm about as likely to sleep in my kitchen. It's like taking a pig into the bathtub. I mean, just like something just, well, you would never do. It doesn't even cross my mind as something to do. But like I said, for people who do it, it's huge. Oh, yeah, it's the one of the great pleasures of my life is to... You know, snack in bed. Of course, there's always crumbs in the bed. That's one of the reasons oh, I hate it. And where there are crumbs, there are beasts. <laughs> but anyway, uh, those are those are things. I don't know. I don't know how most people work that sort of thing out. But it's got to be worked out. You going to? Uh, if one of you likes to eat in bed and one of you doesn't, one of you has to give, or it's not going to work. Or the same with the pets. If one of you hates, I hate the idea of a pet in a bed. But a lot, a lot of women like a pet in a bed. And if one of you likes a pet in a bed, one of you has to give. You just do. Or you actually cannot be a couple. And it's right. crazy, the idea of whether or not you're going to get together, stay together, raise kids together, all these different things would hinge on eating in bed or a pet being in bed. But it kind of does because one of you has to give. My uh, youngest was dating a guy for a while. A nice guy, too. Very very nice fella. Uh, they're no longer together, and this wasn't the reason. But she said, Dad, we are heading toward a problem. Because they're both really uh, dog lovers. But he comes from a, of course the dogs sleep in the bed right. family. And she comes from a, no freaking way is that dog climbing on my bed for a single second Yeah, family. and so, I mean. So- and I love my dog. He's my buddy. I cry when he gets hurt, but he's not sleeping in my bed. What do you th- what do you what do you suggest for getting past that if you have that problem? Whoever yells the loudest, I guess. I mean, it doesn't seem like it ought to be a deal breaker, but it's like it's a deal breaker. Yeah. 
get the dog his own bed. The, how about the dog eats in bed? You put the bowl in the... <laughs> Actually, dogs already have their own bed. That's the point. Go use it. Yeah, I don't know. What do you do? Text line 415-295-KFTC. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 